G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. Great to have you here. I just realised that we didn't set the bloody title, Pav, so I've, <laughs> I've written a, a very quick placeholder one in the Twitch <laughs> and I wrote a head of shit. Head of shit. <laughs> right, that's what this episode is called, mate. Me, it's done. No, Look you know what? Head. I think that's just what the title is. Head of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what were you supposed to write, Cap? Was that yeah, it? Heaps of shit. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's unbelievable. Anyways, welcome to the Oceanic Gaming Radio. It is the 27th of the 11th, 2023. Uh, it's 7.05pm and we're coming to you live from twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio where the title is episode 80, Head of Shit. Uh, <laughs> my name's Captain Perth. Uh, great to be back, by the way. Feels good. I uh, missed you guys. I uh, hope you missed me too. Um, Pav, how was your weekend? Boys, I did not have a big one. Yes. Well, I, I love said, to hear that. Couple, it's good for days. you. I had I had the wrestling show on Friday, but other than that, I did see that. Which was mental. I'm I'm telling you guys. If like even if it's not your thing, I reckon go check it out. Cause it's like I'm always put out of my comfort zone, but like I know they're all professionals and, and like it's just a, the electricity of the crowd. Like it's it, <laughs> yeah. it, it consumes you. It's it's wild. It is wild. Yeah, I, it looks I, crazy. Like I, I, the, the things I saw on your um, your Facebook looked like out of yeah, control. The, in the main event, uh, the final, the they had a tag team. And there was like glass shattering into the crowd. Like I swear, I got, I, yeah, like from light bulbs and stuff. Um, Holy shit! <laughs> that <yeah>. is mental. <laughs> and this time, the and because of the with they've been selling out the shows, I think the venue's getting a bit more lenient on them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like kind of overheard a conversation and they're like, could we use the ladder this time? And the venue was like, no, fuck it. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh-huh. massive, like, but it's pretty brutal, like, isn't it, Pat? Like there's blood you, and stuff. There's like, like there were like that's that's the thing that like get that weirds me out a little bit. Seeing that much blood, there's pools of blood everywhere. Is it like actual blood? Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's Look, fucked. I won't go into it because, like, I don't, those those who know know like how how it's all done and it's 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 wrestling. Uh, right. But like, you can't like people people say shit. But like, the what these people go through to like be able to perform at this level is yeah, you, pretty you, mental, that, right? <laughs> it's mental. Heaps of uh, blood like, transfusions. They're doing all of, they're <laughs> doing all of this on a cement floor. This is not on a stage. This is no ring uh, uh, deathmatch wrestling. Insane. Insanity. I, I heard Mental. you to check it out. You, you Pav, may feel uncomfortable, but it's good. Do you ever see yourself uh, getting in the ring yourself, mate? I could imagine Absolutely. you with like one of those Nacho Libre <laughs> yeah, outfits yeah. on, you know? Look, I'm not, not going to lie. Uh, you asked me that 10 years ago, I'd be like, that is my dream. Absolute dream. One day. <laughs> uh, now at age 30, no fucking shot. <laughs> no yeah. At age 30 with two bung knees. <laughs> Actually, that is very true. You fall real hard. So after, yeah. after, as soon as you hit the 30 mark, it's all over from we, there. We're not yeah. going to back up. <laughs> Dude, my knees already started going, so don't you worry. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it's all going downhill from here, Pavo. But yeah, the uh, rest of the weekend, super chill. I bought a new coffee machine. Like Ooh, a, a real fancy, through it. Nice, uh, <laughs> no, it makes sense. You present. told me you had a shitload of caffeine today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I bought a coffee machine, and I think I think I'm picking. I think I'm like on another level. Another, <laughs> I'm living on another astral plane right now. It's been wild. I'm, Fuck having, yeah, a, let's I'm go. having a good time. <laughs> nice man. Yeah. So what, what, what is, talk me through it. 
When are you coming over for some coffees, fellas? Oh, some mm. coffee. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I go all the way out to your place to, for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I go no. all that way to see you. So, yes, I do. So, <laughs> so like, what did you get? Talk me through it. Like, what, right. what, what I, kind of it, machine is it? I, I splurged. I splurged it a little bit. It was Black Friday sales. are like, yes. why not? Uh, it's a it's a Delonghi, if that means anything to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't really know anything, but all I wanted was like a nice espresso maker. I wanted to be able to froth my milk, grind my beans, be able to do mm. it. It does all that shit. Fantastic. Yep. Lovely, mate. Lovely. Yeah. So are you a big coffee drinker before this purchase? Uh, I have become in the last year. And ever since being in Melbourne, I didn't, I didn't realize what everybody says, uh, coffee in Melbourne, it hits different. And it all... All the other times I've been over over there, like I haven't felt it. But this trip, like every coffee I had, phenomenal. And I come back to Perth, nothing has hit me. I, I just, I, I felt flat. And I feel like it may have become a coffee addiction that I have been feeling a bit lower. But I've been making myself strong coffees from Friday and I'm feeling good. Dude, fuck yeah. That's banging. I love it. Yeah. I love that, mate. Love that. We almost we almost bought one last year, but we ended up not following through just because we don't really have the, the tabletop space for it. And we're kind of like, oh, we'd love to do it. But then also like, you know, we'll wait till next year or the year after when we get a, yeah. a potentially new house and we'll kind of play it from there. But man, you can save a lot of money with those things as well. Mm-hmm. Holy Cap, shit. Do you, do, you ever have, do you ever have coffee from home, mate? Like, do you ever, is there any, any kind well, of Very rarely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what? I'll, sometimes I'll buy the um, the parachute. Have you seen the parachutes? You guys seen those? Mm, yeah, like the tea bags. Yeah. Is that what they are? The tea like bags. Pour over. Kind of, yeah, they kind of, well, they, yeah, they're a pour over. So they have like little wings, and um, you pull the wings out and you sort of pop, plop them down on top of the. Um, the cup and then you tear the top off and it has like a it's like a mesh and bag Ooh. and then you pour in um your boiling water up to the top and then it kind of filters through the coffee through the mesh into the um the cup you do that a few Ooh. times and then you've basically got a pretty reasonable coffee and that's basically as 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 far as i go it has a job it's pretty good that's i'd right. love a, i'd love a machine but you know we'll get there one day Next yeah, we got, photo, we got one so. of those. Uh, we got one of those Breville ones bought for us a few Christmases ago. I'm talking like three or four years ago, which is and it still runs hot. But what what I love doing is, you know, we kind of uh, start splurging on the nice coffee beans, small packet, and then you get a new one, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite a, quite addicting as coffee is, I, I reckon, to get the perfect uh, cuppa. Yeah, we've got some really great little um, what do you call them? Beaneries. <laughs> What do you call them? You know what? I don't know. Bean sellers. <laughs> you know what? I like the word beanery. <laughs> beanery. <laughs> I feel like that's about as close as it's probably a word we're just completely busy. Anyways, there's some really good coffee shops that do bean sales. <laughs> just that sounds really weird. Anyways, um, so it would be great to have a coffee machine that I could then test those beans yeah. on, but. You know, maybe I'll just oh, buy some for Pav. Yeah. All right. Pav's coffee reviews. Content coming soon. <laughs> coming to a channel near you, baby. That's awesome, Pav. Really stoked. Anything else you want to um, sort of take uh, off? No, no, no. I've been, I've been super chill. We just All I did the rest of the weekend was prep for the big stream Perth event next Sunday. Uh, yep. Cap somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll see you guys this afternoon. And Pep's like, Ugh. <laughs> it's next week. And I was like, fuck. The funny thing is, dude, when you said that, I was like, fuck. 
Is that, and I was like, dude, I've got plans. I can't come. Dude, I had to, I had the mother-in-law and everything sort of to come and look after Ted. And it's just like, fuck's sakes. Anyways, it's all good. We're out of here. I'll be there next week. Don't you worry. That's it. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So uh, just, uh, just a quick plug. Stream Perth does a whole bunch of uh, local events for streamers, content creators, all people who love to do this shit that we do or watch and support. Uh, and we'd love to see you at anything, anything we do. It's going to be fun. Next one, next Sunday afternoon uh, at Planet Royale. If you'd like to check it out, I'll chuck a link to RSVP and that'll be your ticket. So we Is there many tickets uh, left? Uh, look, we've done much better than we expe- I expected. I think we just about, we just hit 120 RSVPs. Damn. Um, Pretty good. They've given us capacity for another 40, which I reckon we may, I wasn't expecting to hit, but I think we may hit it. Yeah, man, that's depends, so good. Depends on what time I get back from Manjimup, boys. But otherwise, yeah, should be there. It also depends on what state I come back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going well, 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 well. Time will tell. Your state will be present at the stream. <laughs> <Okay>. meetup. <laughs> it will be. I'll just get Pav to bring me a real strong coffee. Ice one from his. Coffee yeah. yeah, I love it. I I'll, love I'll it. See, I'll see what I can. I'll see what I can uh, throw together for you. Wrestle up. All right, Grizz. What about you, mate? What's new? Talk well, me through it, mate. Before we jump into my banter, I just wanted to quickly say, um, if Mags is still asking for games, have you played or heard of? Cap Risk of Rain Returns. Has that come across your radar yet? Yeah, isn't that a remastered version of Risk of Rain 1? Yeah. With some new content and bits and it's, pieces. It's- so just for context, those listening at home and aren't a part of the Twitch chat right now, <laughs> uh, our good friend Magwa, Magsy, was after <coughs> some uh, some good Switch games to download mm. for uh, a, a flight. Uh, they're going to Spain tomorrow night, all right? So uh, they needed some... Yeah. Some games we we basically quick fired about a billion potential titles. So yeah, um, hope you've got some pretty good bandwidth on uh, that internet connection of yours, mate. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, risk of rain. What was it called? Re- risk of rain, rain returns or some shit. Risk of rain returns, returns. dude. It's got <laughs> nearly twenty thousand Steam reviews and it's copping a nine out of ten on there. So it must be alright. Yeah. Oh, mate, the risk of rain games are um, you know very well received. Actually. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the um, didn't um, Gearbox, as in the guys who created Borderlands, buy the IP rights for Risk of Rain? Ooh, I actually have no idea. I'm pretty I sure they might no have, idea. which is uh, a bizarre purchase. I don't know what the you fuck were, you're you going to do right. with it. Cap Publisher, Gearbox Publishing. There you go. Yeah. I'm always right. Uh, um, unless I'm wrong, oh, and then I was right about being wrong. <laughs> All right. Now, what else, Chris? What's new? All right. Hit so, Black Friday sales. Um, I bought an electric vacuum oh, cleaner yes. robot unit that, that drives around the house and, and vacuums the floor. And, you know, it's got, what, it's, got yes. like this, it's got this big bin. It just drops stuff off to, and then off it goes again. So I'm looking forward to that coming. It's a good yep. little purchase. Yep. Um, Which one did yeah, you have? Nice. Uh, Oh, that's a very good question, Pav. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, well, when when uh, Cap is doing his banter, mate, I'll look it up and I'll post it in the chat for you. Are you, do you, yeah. are you a vacuum aficionado, Pav? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is probably what, uh, before my coffee machine, probably the best purchase I've ever made for this really? house okay. is my robot what, vacuum. Uh, robot? What time have you got, Pav? I've got the, uh, oh, God. Yuffie? E, e, E-bot? E, e- E-bot. E-something? <laughs> okay. Okay. E-something. Oh, it's Dyson and it's manual. 
The only thing is, you got to you got to need the wife to operate those ones. Where this one, it's wife free. It's wife wifeless, wifeless. Wifeless. I'm gonna wait for it to come and it slap me. My door's still open. You are you are a brave man. Nice, mate. All right, so yeah, new vacuum cleaner. What else we got? What are uh, any other so black what, what sale little gems? What else? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think we ended up buying anything else. Ah, uh, hang on. What else did I buy? Uh, and that was it. But um, we had my daughter's birthday party on the weekend. Cap Joyce eight, and the oh, pretty, yeah. pretty crazy crossover here. But it was a Harry Potter themed pool party. Oh, dude, sweet! So that was pretty cool. Yep. Had any like golden a- snitch related? Games. Yep, yep. We had uh, the um, pinata was a, a golden snitch actually, which was pretty cool. So they had to belt that, with lots of lollies and stuff in there. And then she had a had a uh, Harry Potter themed birthday cake, and you know had the music on, and it was just good, just a good day, mate. Lots of fun in the Dude, pool, sick. And doing things. So that was my oh, weekend. Mate. Love it. Apart from that, Cabo, not much, mate. I haven't been playing too many video games either, but we'll get to that in How's Your Game and Go On. Just life is busy this time of year, mate, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mate. Don't you worry. I'm fucking right there with you. It's really hard to squeeze extracurriculatory things into your your day-to-day, week-to-week at the moment. Mm. It's um, it's bloody tough, but, you know, we're out here. We're out here grinding, so it's all right. What about um, you, mate? What have you been doing? Yeah, well, look, not an awful lot, mate. Um, what have I, I had my work Christmas party last Friday. That was incredibly boozy, um, but a lot of fun. Uh, we had like a, we had like a, we have like, like, like an app um, that we service, and um, the app has a bunch of users, and so we invite a lot of our users to come out. Um, to you know basically our hq and um you know have a few drinks and listen to we had a band playing and stuff and um yeah it was it was great fun so um that was basically friday and then we went out for a few drinks afterwards and i kind of um remembered why i don't really go out and drink too much these days because i get real tired real fast um so <laughs> I, I think I hit a brick wall about ten thirty and then um we're also out in Frio and you know what it's funny because like I'm so spoiled here in Vic Park because like I could walk down Vic Park at virtually any time of the night and get something to eat. And then I left Frio and this pub we're at and I was like, Oh, I'll just go and find something to eat. And there's fucking nothing. Like the, it is just pubs. That's it. That nothing it? to eat. Really? That's it. Yeah, it was real sad. Um, well, the southern part of Frio anyway. Um, mm. But um, my mate was like, well, one of the guys I work with, he was like, mate, this isn't bloody Vic Park anymore. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, right. And actually, <laughs> I actually reckon uh, Frio has changed a lot in the last five years. Eh? Every time I go oh, there, I'm, I'm kind of like, it's just shit now. It's just like um, really dirty and, you know, HJ's is closed down. and Yeah, my, yeah well, the most important thing, yeah, the little yeah. little Burger King. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a bit a bit sad, really, but um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I can't see myself going there too often for, um, I don't know, just R&R and, and drinks. I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy to stick in my neck of the woods, but, you know, it wasn't too bad. The pub we're at was quite nice, um, the Frio local, and yeah, just kind of cruising there. But um, And then, yeah, Saturday, um, caught up with my brother. He's just had his, uh, his first baby, uh, baby Charlie. Mm. Uh, was welcomed on last Monday, hence why I wasn't here because I went straight out to see him after after work. 
And um, yeah, that was really awesome as well. And then um, Sunday, I kind of just cruised around, um, nursed a, I didn't really have much of a hangover. I just had like no motivation to do anything essentially. So, made parenting really mm-hmm. difficult. Um, but um, yeah, kind of just like cr- coasted through the day and um, just got through it. And then what suddenly- was your, What was your, uh, what was your uh, hangover meal, Cap? What did you eat? Um, I had KFC on Saturday night and it was oh, delightful. It's pretty good. Yeah. Loved every bite mm. of that uh, little uh, barbecue bacon cheese combo meal. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, this is not a sponsored podcast, but I will give credit where credit is due. Um, rip, rip, so- uh, <laughs> rip Zinger Works Burger Cap. R.I.P. That was Ooh. the fucking best. It was the, it was the pineapple. <laughs> pineapple with everything oh, in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Pav, Pav's, Pav's ears are pricked. Yep. Very nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, mate, that's pretty much it for me. I, um, I, yeah, I haven't really had an awful lot going on outside of that. Just kind of been um, getting pumped at work big time. We're trying to <clears throat> do like a like a redo of our app, um, which is taking up a significant portion of my time. And I, I was saying to you guys before I jumped on the podcast um, that, you know, I walk into work at, you know, 8 o'clock or whatever it is and and then I think I blink and then it's fucking 4, 4 p.m. Like, and I'm ready to go home and I'm mm-hmm. just like, what the hell did I do today? <laughs> where did the day go? Yeah. Every day. I think this is the first time I've ever had a job where I my days are like that. There's not like moments throughout the day where I am just kind of counting down the hours to get to the other side of it. Like I legitimately am just so busy in every aspect and it's great. I love it. It's yeah, really good because I am enjoying the work. Yeah, it makes the time go quick too, doesn't it? It makes those days yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would suck if you hated your job, but I love my job at the moment. So that's good. Um, it's it's, good. it's really good. So happy days. But anyways, we should freaking jump into it. Um now. House rules, as always. Just want to say a big thank you to you wonderful legends listening at home, whether it be live via twitch.tv slash Ocean at Gaming Radio. I mean, you too could be listening live if you're listening not so live. Uh, just join that uh, that little link I, I mentioned there uh, from uh, 7 p.m. on Australia, uh, Western, Australian Western Standard Time, uh, Monday nights. Uh, so, yeah, pretty exciting shit going on in here. Lots of legends. Temujin, uh, who else we got in here? Blindsided Moose, got a Pavlova face who's also uh, producing this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else we got in here? Sukai, Magzi, Sikose, Slatos, you know, just the freaking regulars, just the, the rippers. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Now, if you like to listen to this in your own time, you can do so. Just jump onto your favorite podcasting platform, type in Oceanic Gaming Radio and bing, bada, boom, you've found us. Uh, mm-hmm. and then just choose your favourite episode, probably the most recent one. Uh, and reviews, please, immediately. If you're listening via podcast, you have to leave a review. I don't make the rules, but you have to do it. So I, I yeah, apologise. We've, we've actually copped another one since the last episode, um, Cap. So thank you. Maybe a couple more. Right. So, yeah, awesome. Keep, keep, keep them coming. Yeah, keep them rolling in. I want to see more. <laughs> So, thank you. Um, anyways, um, also a uh, big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. Uh, they are dropping some some coinage in our pocket each each month, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're wondering where that money goes, it goes towards keeping our website live, and uh, also uh, paying for mad sick little um, snippets of us on services such as YouTube and TikTok. 
um, you know, bite-sized content. I mean, you, what more could you mm. possibly ask for? So, uh, anyways, the people responsible for that monstrosity are Sukai, Moosey, <coughs> Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, Jay Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, Strops, and Slatos. <laughs> Cheers, legends. Appreciate you guys immensely. It's a roll call All in the right. Twitch chat. We've got a couple of those legends in the Twitch chat right now. Yeah. Capo, look at Present. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Now, big thanks to you guys. You guys rock. If you guys want to become a patron, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash show or go to OGR.show and you'll find the link there. Um, and, yeah, just set up the billing. Um, hit maximum tier. And um, just uh, forget about the rest. Don't worry about the pricing. I've got you covered. Um, all right. Anyways, let's freaking dive in. We've got a big old quest log coming at you. Hot, live, very fluid all at once. Um, what do we got? All right. Our pick for the Game Awards. Our picks. Okay. We're going mm. to be doing some predictions. Um, some selections was going to be great. Um, we did get the nominations a couple of weeks back, but um, I I said to bloody Pav and Grizz, I said, you guys better not be doing that without me or I'll be very disappointed and upset. Um, so Grizz, uh, to avoid me throwing a tantrum, uh, uh, decided not to do it until I was back. So thank you, yep. Grizz. Appreciate yep. it. No worries, um, man. Anytime. So let's just dive straight into it, mate. I reckon you know we'll just kind of rock and roll with the rest of them um, as they come and go. All right, so... Game Awards happens every year around about December. It's hosted by our good friend Jeff Keeley here at the show. We love him. We, you know, he loves us. Um, and you know, they announce all kinds of shit. You know, uh, the big drawing card is the the Game Awards awards. Uh, and you mm. know, last year I think we had um, Elden Ring take out the Game Award for Game of the Year. It's a very prestigious um, kind of uh, you know very prestigious award award ceremony. Get a lot of in famous people and infamous people rock up uh, and yeah everyone has a great time we also see things like trailers get announced uh, Elden Rings uh, was not announced at this particular show but its first gameplay trailer was shown at this show which I mean that's huge um, again speaking huge. about uh, about may we uh, see the DLC you know, trailer cap we, may we potentially do you think I, I think 100% 100% are going to see the Elden Ring gameplay trailer for the next DLC. What is the Shadow of the Erd Tree? That's the uh, one. At this, this one. Uh, I'd be very surprised if we don't, but maybe not. Uh, I th- think there's been, pl- been enough time in between Armored Core 4 and now for there to be enough breathing space for that game for us to now go as from software. Yes, here it is. You can see what your new DLC will look like and prepare to shit your pants. I've heard rumours, Grizz, that the uh, DLC is supposed to be about half the length of the campaign and mm. that's out of control if that's the case because, I mean, I spent 150 hours in that game. <laughs> Me too, mate. Close. Something like that. So yeah, that's a lot of time. That's a significant amount of um, DLC and I guess on top of that, presumably the DLC will be harder than the original game, which the original game was pretty fucking hard at certain um, points. So. That's it. I reckon that's the only reason why I haven't replayed Elden Ring because every time I go to do it, I'm just like, Hurr! it's like I've got a will, will in my body to expect getting clamped over and over again a few times. Yeah, love it. But um, but yeah, so pretty exciting time of the year anyway. So that, that's happening on the 7th of December. So we have got uh, from next Thursday, um, Australian 
Oh, so it's technically next Friday. So I think we'll get it Friday in Australia and then it'll be Thursday in America. Very <coughs> so cool. um, very radical. Kat, the way that they choose yes. the voting is they take uh, 90% from a jury and then public voting uh, is 10% for the different areas. Um, you, ca- you guys can all go vote. Voting is still open. So if you wanted to navigate to Game of the Year website, you can look at the different bits and pieces there and vote so that, that the, the uh, people's component will make up 10% of the total vote. So your vote, yeah. your, your vote counts, Cap, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it does. It, um, it counts more than you think. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, anyways, so let's freaking dive in, I reckon. Um, look, we basically pulled out uh, one, two, three, eleven uh, categories because there's a mm. lot of categories. So we could we could have been doing this all freaking night, but we just we chose eleven. <clears throat> In fact, I chose eleven, <laughs> and uh, we all ones. yeah, we, I chose the best ones. You know, I basically ignored all the esports ones. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so yeah, basically we are going to give you the following: who we think will win and who we'd like to win. All right, yeah. so we'll probably start off with who we'd like to win and who we think will win. Um, yep. So we'll go through each. Um, you know, step by step, and <clears throat> we'll um, yeah, we'll maybe uh, you know, each of us just just describe why we think. Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm, we'll go mm-hmm. from there. Hey, um, so let's begin with the first category: narrative. So the best best narrative, best gaming narrative. Uh, we had the following: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven, Liberty uh, Phantom, Phantom Liberty. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 Ma- and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Now, I would like Baldur's Gate to win because I think it very much deserves it. And I think Baldur's Gate will win this particular category. Um, Chris? Mate, we're singing off the same song sheet here, Capo. All right. Um, Classic. Yeah. So, look, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, and just a couple of reasons why I think this is, um, the storytelling in Battles Gates 3 is just truly impressive. I don't know that this is uh, narrative, so what's written, but uh, it, it to be, the narrative to be accompanied by such fantastic voice acting just made it all more enjoyable playing through the game. Yeah. Um, so many fantastic little side stories that I would imagine not everyone got to um, see and feel and hear because they may, may have missed that component, but um, really deep lore and a deep universe and it just felt like a handcrafted D&D campaign to me, Cap. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's also, you know, the level of narrative divergence and, <clears throat> you know, your different choices you can make to still craft an insanely cohesive but different narrative. Like the degree of variation throughout mm. the entire campaign is out of control. Um well- yeah, it's just it's hard to really imagine anything else winning. I will note that I think that Cyberpunk, their new DLC was quite good. I don't think it was probably in the same category of strength for the actual uh, narrative. And Alan Wake Two, I haven't finished it yet, but it's been incredibly good. Um, I again, I don't think it's quite the same level, but I think what they've done has been excellent, and I love the story and and their take on the whole kind of wacky um i don't know uh what it would it be 80s um weird fiction kind of detective story mm. um but yeah bg3 it's just it's really hard to 
you know, I've, it's always it's difficult to really think that it's going to lose any of the categories it's in. But anyways, we'll kind of get to the I, other ones. I, later, I'm the same. I, I think any category it's in, it's gonna it's gonna cop. But oh, we'll see. I mean, you never know. It'll be interesting. There's been some great games this year, Capo. So yeah, absolutely. Now, Pavo, what about you, mate? All right, I'm going to preface all of my picks uh, today with a. Uh, just with, uh, I haven't played any of the games nominated <laughs> at all <laughs> in the entire. Uh, You've heard us talk award. shitloads about them. Uh, yeah, so all of mine are going to be just who I think are going to win, and it's pretty much purely based on our discussions over the year. Uh, and narrative, I'm giving Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe pick. We're also going to do a tally of who wins at the end and see who gets the most points, just like last year, okay? Didn't we all um, draw last year? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did, which is we had a We cool. had a three-way exact draw, but we all picked different things. It was that's insane. right. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. I think we all got 25. Ah, uh, yeah. Because we did every single category from yeah. memory last time, yeah, which was just ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing that ever. Um, all right, next one, guys. Uh, the best adaption. So adaption yeah. is, I guess, you know, adapted material for different media. So i.e. a TV show from a game or something like that. So Cap, I've got the official descriptions and I, I can add them in if you like. So this one is recognizing, yeah, yeah, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. Yeah. Basically what I just said. <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> All right, so we had the following, Grizzly. Actually, you know, that's, that'll be a nice way to do it. You know, you can bring it in, okay? You say a nice little blurb about it, and then I'll go through who was nominated, and then I'll drop in <laughs> who I think is going to win, and then you'll just say who I thought is going to win as your answer. How's that I'm, sound? I'm glad we talked about this before we did the episode tonight, Kevin. <laughs> I think that was a really good idea. <laughs> All right, so we got the following: Castlevania Nocturne, <coughs> excuse me, Gran Turismo, uh, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. Mm. All right, Grizz, I believe I would like to see The Last of Us win. Um, I just thought the entire thing was phenomenal, and I just. <laughs> I don't know, just the, the way that they were able to retrofit the story but then also faithfully faithfully, faithfully recreate that in a live-action kind of setting um, mm. and it not feel weird um, I think was very impressive. Uh, and I think they took nice um, kind of deviations with the story or slight deviations, not, not entirely, but, um, you know, they, they took the story in their own, in their own way. Um, you know, there were some incredible episodes in there, like the whole, the episode with Bill, I think is some of the best television I've ever fucking watched in my life. Um, and yeah, incredible, incredible TV series. And I do think it's going to win. So that's, that's my pick. Okay. Um, so Cap, uh, first of all, who would I like to win? I actually uh, really enjoyed the Mario movie this year. I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought they added a lot of little culture references and throwbacks to the video game that only us gaming nerds would understand and get, which I thought was really cool. And uh, I took my kids to watch it. And it was great. But I'm with you. I think, uh, I think The Last of Us will win. And the reason why I think The Last of Us will win, it really did... Uh, it really did resonate with people that were not familiar with the game. I remember going into work and yeah. a colleague of mine was like, hey, oh, have you seen that uh, that TV show, The Last of Us? And I'm just kind of like, oh, no, I never, 
never heard of that just played dumb uh, meanwhile <laughs> knowing that it's like, you know. yeah so funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny so you're right did a- though i think i think everyone was able to kind of buy in quite easily you know what i mean and it wasn't you know like it was a pretty adult experience as well and i think a pretty mm-hmm. unique take on the whole zombie thing um because yeah my parents watched it uh, as well and they're not gamers or anything but they really enjoyed it so and yeah. you know it, you know Pedro Pascal, the guy's a fucking heartthrob. He's like, he's like the the distillation of hot dad, um, you know, in, in a fucking actor. Like, I mean, what mm-hmm. more could you possibly want? So, um, yeah, Cap, I want to talk about Gran Turismo real quick. Someone did say, wait, there was a Gran Turismo movie. Uh, I haven't seen it, but the it whole wasn't life- Orlando Bloomin or some shit. And um, what's his name? The cop out of. Um, La- uh, uh, the Netflix show with Eleven. What's that one? Stranger Things. Oh, uh, uh, David Hater. Yeah, what's no. his name? What's his name in that? David Hopper. Harmon. Hopper. It's his name. Hopper. No, in. is that the one? Stranger Things. Hopper. David something. Someone in chat might be able to Harbor. David, David Harbor. Harbor. I know I was close. I know I was just. I was just there. The Thanks, whole Sugar. premise of that movie <laughs> is a kid that races in his home setup, like in his VR home sim racing setup. Then goes and races right. in a real car for, for real life, and it's they've fully dramatized that. But apparently, it's based on a true story. But it just seemed real lame to me. I don't know. Has anyone seen it? Is it any good? Yeah. Just seems a bit. It sounds shit. like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. Like I just do not find race car racing interesting at all. Mm. So, um, all right, Pav. What about you, mate? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I was on the I was on the fence as well with uh, Last of Us and um, the Mario movie. Uh, in hindsight, I probably should have gone uh, Last of Us just because I think typically the, the dark and gloomy stuff does better with the um, with the um, uh, the pros. What do you, what do you call them? What what's the the critics? Yeah, the critics. I think that that's going to respond to them more. And they got what like the ninety percent vote here. Uh, but. This the Mario movie is probably the only title in this entire list that I've actually uh, watched. So I have to. I think that that's why I've. Uh, Gonna put your points there, them. baby. Okay. Yeah, lend that way. Fair enough. Fair enough, mate. All right, Lends Grizz. Up. Next category: uh, yeah. best ongoing game. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what that one is? Yep. Awarded to the game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Over time, as you heard over time all right so those games are the following apex legends cyberpunk 2077 uh final fantasy 14 which is online uh Mm. fortnite and genshin impact um so i think wait um, we missed performance but we'll go back and do that one in a second sorry my bad um all right so i i would like to see cyberpunk 2077 win um I think personally, like, I think that game has had like a No Man's Sky, almost No Man's Sky level rise from the ashes and complete U-turn on like general sentiment. Um, It's been absolutely crazy. I started replaying the game and kind of fell in love with it again. Um, And I think, you know, the, the, adaption that they made the anime adaption um edge runners was just phenomenal uh and the dlc <coughs> has been really good as well um like i think they've done a really good job of expanding that world uh in a interesting way 
uh, and introducing a new interesting area within the existing kind of player space that you you kind of play within. But then on top of that, they've also done a really good job of providing another tree of customizability, uh, you know, within the uh, artifact system as well. But even on top of that, they basically removed the entire trait system and rebuilt it from the ground up and then added all these extra features. Like they've done an incredible job for 2.0, their 2.0 release. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, I I really think they deserve it, but I don't think they're going to. Um, I think the fact that Fortnite has released its OG map, I think that's just going to usurp any possible outcome for any other game. I think that was insanely, well, it was recepted insanely well by, you know, didn't they have their, their highest player count ever in one day just be- when that new map came back out? Like it's, it's mental, like the amount of players they had on that day. I can't I'll remember exactly what, the amount it was. But. Fortnite have done particularly well this year. So first they, well, maybe, maybe it wasn't this year, but the whole no build thing coming out with that uh, and then the OG yeah. map, fuck, they're good at listening to what their community wants and seem to provide it. It's actually interesting, Cap, because mine are the other way around. I. Yeah, this is this is a real tough one. I reckon this is where we're going to score different points here. But look, I would not I would not be surprised if Fortnite win. I feel like they do a really good job at continually adapting and providing a space for people to enjoy that game. And um, they have so many different crossovers. You know, we've got something that I've added into the quick fire about around the re- most recent crossover that's coming. Yeah. But, uh, look, I am going to. I'm going to go different to you. I'm going to put in Cyberpunk as who I think will win. Uh, yeah, I think so- either is a safe bet. I I kind of just felt my personal. I was like maybe Fortnite. Also, well, you know, also, it's just f- hot. You know, Cyberpunk isn't a games of a service either, though. So it kind of like doesn't fit the mold of what else is in here, like yeah. Apex and Fortnite that continually update it. So. It's a bit of a uh, yeah. bit of a red herring in amongst the in amongst this one, but um, honestly, as long as Genshin Impact doesn't win, I don't really give a fuck. So yeah, um, yeah I don't feel like way. Apex has done a whole heap this year, Cap. I don't know. Has that? Has it been? All right? I mean, I haven't heard about Apex at all. So I mean, I'd be surprised if it won. I feel like there's probably other things they could have put in here. Um, yeah. I mean, God, I mean, Destiny's done more than Apex has this year, and I mean, maybe not positively, but <laughs> you know, for a bit of fun, they could put that in. Anyways. Pav, what do you reckon, mate? Um, kind of on the similar lines as you guys. Uh, absolutely, Fortnite's going to take the win. Uh, I think they've just... Uh, exactly what you guys said. They've done a good job this year, and like it's been well-receptive the entire year around. Uh, but I'd, I uh, differ with the other, the other hand. I wouldn't be surprised if Genshin takes the win. Yeah, mm. you're probably right. Mm-hmm. They introduced some incredible gotcha mechanics where you spend shitloads of money. So, yeah, I think they deserve it. You know, they really earned it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a crazy yeah. cult following. Like, uh, because being, being at conventions all year this year, uh, I yeah. think. I think 50% of cosplays I've seen this year have been Genshin cosplay. Man, so, that's kind of right. wild. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what a Genshin character looks like. <laughs> I still don't. There's like there's hundreds uh, of hundreds, like, ridiculous <laughs> amount of characters, but like you can always tell that's Genshin without knowing what yeah. the character is. <laughs> Love it. All right, moving on to the next one, we have best gaming performance. Grizz, L- freaking lock us in, mate. What's going on All here? Right. Awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. Okay, 
Excellent. Um, so we had the following nominees. Ben Starr for Final Fantasy sixteen. Now, Ben Starr voiced um, Clive, uh, main character. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, Monaghan. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, he plays Cal Kestis. Idris Elba uh, in Cyberpunk 2077 for Phantom Liberty, uh, he plays uh, uh, fucking the other guy in the DLC. <laughs> Can't think of his fucking name. Um, all right, Melanie Libbard. Now, I believe, I don't know which one Melanie Libbard is. Ah, uh, yes, I know who she is. Now, what was her character's name? I can't think of the freaking one. They, uh, she uh, played a character in Alan Wake 2. She is the, uh, the there's dual protagonists in that game. She plays the detective. Can't think of her name. Her name is Saga Anderson. Just came to me in a dream. Um, we also had Neil Newbin um, I, for Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Neil Newbin, I'm guessing, is probably Asterian. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, everyone has a massive fucking boner for Asterian, so I'd be very surprised if it was anyone else. Um, and then we also had Yuri Lowenthal, who uh, is in uh, played a character in Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, that character is uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> I think there's two Spider-Man, so one of them. Um, so yeah, Peter Parker is probably a better one. Anyways, um, yeah. So there you go. Um, all right, I'm going to start. Um, I think, honestly, I didn't have the greatest time ever with Final Fantasy 16. I think it was a f- serviceable game, but where that game really shone was its voice acting and its insane kind of anime sequences. And I think. Ben Starr's depiction of Clive, um, it was just amazing. Like, just so well voice acted throughout, uh, insane amount of emotion and, um, yeah, just just did an incredible job. It was one of the first times I've played a Final Fantasy game and not just almost instantaneous or even like a, a Japanese kind of game, I guess, and not instantaneously go into the Japanese Um voiceover with um, subtitles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just think um, I, I think Ben Starr 100% deserves to take this one away. Um, the rest, um, I, I will say, I think Melanie Libert's done an incredible job with their character as well. And um, But I tell you what, I think what could happen is they just give it to Idris Elba to get him on stage and get some fucking clout. That's the only thing I could see possibly happening. I really hope that's not the case. I hope it's Ben Starr. I think he fucking deserves it. That's it for me. Okay. There you go. Um, Cap, look, I don't particularly know any of these, really, because uh, I've really only played Baldur's Gate 3 out of these, and Astarian was fantastic in that. But I will say from my reading, people are particularly stoked with Alan Wake 2 and the voice acting in that, um, as well as some of yeah, the storytelling really and the narrative. So I'm actually going to go with Melanie Liebird here. Uh, playing Saga Anderson and Alan Wake 2 around that. Uh, I think that, that that's going to be my lock-in. Pav? Yeah, it's interesting because I think um, – I actually think for Alan Wake 2, I think Melody Libber's done in, like an incredible job, but I actually think there's probably better performances in Alan mm. Wake 2. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I think she's the only female on this roster of nominations. So I think they probably did it as a 
as a filler because, you know, whatever. But um, I wish there was a better representation there, but there's not. And I guess they just kind of went, there you go, that she can go in there. But anyway, I feel like there's some banging uh, voice actors from um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Cap oh, dude, like even cap. like, you know, Carlac, um, yeah. incredible Shadow voice Heart. acting. Ooh, la, la. Shadow Heart's oh, really right. well done. Like, yeah. I guess you can't put like f- five fucking voice actors from Baldur's Gate in the best performance though, right? So <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> a little bit it's one-sided. And Astarian <laughs> did do a particularly good job. I didn't get to see any of his late yeah. game stuff though because we killed him in like the first <laughs> oh, three <God> camp <laughs> sessions. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not in your playthrough. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it just allows me to do it again cap and be surprised with all the extra stuff that i missed you know <laughs> oh god all right pav what about you mate yeah i've got multiple entire groups of friends who've been swooning over starian since release so that's uh yeah. uh that's gonna take but that's the only reason i put him in there <laughs> okay. there you go yep. boys we got all a few right. different we got a few different little votes here we get yeah be interesting. I, think the, I think the tallying is gonna be quite different so that's great yeah. Yeah. um all right now um, we have uh, the following uh, best indie Grizzly Gaming eighty six. Yeah, uh, what do we got here? Um, For outstanding creative ready. and technical achievement in a game made outside of the traditional publisher system, I actually really like that explanation. Cap outside yeah. the traditional publisher system, I like that. That's, that's yeah, cool. it's good because it kind of you know obviously covers all bases there. You know, it's not published by a major publisher and it's not developed by a major developer. So, you know. It's, just perfectly worded in every way. All right, Grizz, we had the following nominees. Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. My God. Um, yeah, Some I had a real hard time. Games. Yeah, really hard time because I've played all of these this year and I have fallen in love with every fucking single one. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm not going to go into why I think all of them are amazing. They are all amazing. Um but I'm going to be going with I want Cocoon to win, but I think Sea of Stars will take the piece of pie. Um, I think Sea of Stars, I, when, you rec- when you attempt to recreate a video game mm-hmm. that is so, well, well, have a spiritual success to a video game that is so well-loved by probably the majority of most nostalgic gamers and that game is Chrono Trigger, and then you manage to pull it off in a way where you receive insanely well-received critic reviews. I just find it very difficult to think that you would not win the best independent indie game if you are in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Dredge was amazing. Dave the Dive is amazing. Cocoon is phenomenal and I think deserves to win but won't because it's not the spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger. And Viewfinder was an just insanely incredible experience. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Cocoon as my favourite okay. pick. But, unfortunately, I think Sea of Stars is going to take this one. Right. Um- Cap, I am actually going to lock in Dave the Diver here for the win. I just think that uh, Dave Love the Diver it. did something very different uh, that we hadn't seen before. I thought it was almost created a whole new genre. And he, the premise of the game is just weird. You're an old, overweight dude that goes diving in the day for fish and other bits and pieces, and then you come back and you work in a sushi restaurant at night. If that doesn't sound like the weirdest video game, but somehow they just like made it fucking amazing and magical you know every uh all these different mechanics that you would gain as you play through that game and um i just thought they did a particularly good job and and captured the hearts of many 
Um, but yes, I think that uh, I think it's probably between D- Dave the Diver here and uh, Sea of Stars. I haven't played Sea of Stars cap, so um, I don't know. I'm kind of a bit biased potentially. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. But yeah, I think Dave, you're, you're right. It's it's pretty incredible. But I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see which way they swing. Pav, what are, what are your thoughts, mate? Um, all right. So I voted before actually checking out any of the uh, games. So I picked Dave the Dive because it's the only one I uh, recognize from the list. But in hindsight of actually checking out just the Steam pages, uh, mm-hmm. I think I probably would have uh, picked uh, Cocoon. It looks like a game that I'd actually really enjoy. Um, yeah, I've been yeah. telling you for weeks. Uh, I, I think I wasn't here for the episode you uh, you talked about it because I, <laughs> I I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling yeah, you, it's amazing. I, it's also free on Game Pass, FYI. Just just oh, read it yeah. every week, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be. I think I'll be checking that out this week. Yeah, love it. All right, next one is best debut indie. Now, Chris, do you want to give me a rock and roll with this oh, one? Oh, that's pretty self-explanatory. But the uh, best debut game created by an independent studio. Yeah, so that is, so you're probably wondering why this is a different category to the last one. The last one is for indie studios that have or have not already made games. This one is for indie studios that this is their first video game they're putting out, right? Mm -hmm. So the following are nominated. Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I have not played Vember or Pizza Tower, though Pizza Tower looks absolutely fucking crazy. It looks like you're like a pizza chef going through a weird, like, 90s Nickelodeon kind of like Red and Stimpy-esque cartoon. Like, it just looks out of control. Um, but I'm going to go with I would like to see Cocoon win, and I think Cocoon will win this one. It's just so such a perfect puzzling experience in every way, and it's it's kind of lean into sci-fi but mysterious weird kind of alien technologies that you're trying to figure out how they work it's just such an incredibly put together game i don't know if i can possibly blow smoke up its ass any more i do it every week and people are probably so sick of me saying please go and play this game but please go and play this game it's just so fucking good it's actually fucking crazy how good it is and people aren't playing it you know, it bothers me. So, anyways, go and play the game. Mm-hmm. Chris? Um, yep, I'm locking in Cocoon for this one, Cap, for all the reasons that you said, even though I haven't played it. No, I just think it looks better <laughs> out of the options that are there, to be honest. I just think it looks the best out of the ones that are there, so I'm locking that in. Yeah, all right. Love it. Um, Pavo, your thoughts? Ooh, uh, I chucked uh, Dredge in there, but uh, I probably would have mm-hmm. been a tough choice between that and Cocoon for me as well. In mm-hmm. hindsight. Yep. Yeah, love it. All right, next one, boys, is best action game. Mm. What do we got here, Grizz? How do, what, best... what constitutes an action game? Well, here we go, Cap. I'll tell you. For the best game uh, in the action genre, focus primarily on combat. Primarily on combat. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Cool. Because um, I, I was wondering what differentiates this from best action slash adventure game. So I'm sure we'll find that out soon. Um, yeah. But makes sense. The nominees for best action game are the following. Armor Core f- uh, 5, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. All right. So I yeah. really want Hi-Fi rush to win this because i just think the shadow drop was incredible i loved the rhythmic combat and i 
just thought that the way that they used the whole, um, you know, yeah, the rhythmic combat in terms of like the kind of um, hack and slash, um, you know, kind of putting moves in and, and trying to hit your combos and stuff. It just felt so good. Um, yeah, it was just such a surprising game on every level. It was just surprising how well put together it was for something that literally just came out out of nowhere. Um, but despite all that, I think, as, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Armored Core, sorry, six is probably going to win mm-hmm. um, just because I think it's a, you know, from software darling and I think... Um, you know, he's probably just just going to win. I, I can't yeah. tell you why. I hope Hi-Fi Rush wins, but I think it's probably going to be Yamagore 6. Look, Whereas- I reckon this was one of the hardest categories to vote in yet, Cap, but I think I think uh, I, I kind of did this as a uh, elimination, really, and then had a look at... So, genre focused primarily on combat. Now, I played Remnant 2. I actually got it before it was released, and I gave it a week, and then I refunded it. Because I kind of found something else released and I wasn't particularly enjoying it. So, look, it just didn't hold my attention. So, that was yeah. out off the bat. Um, Dead Island's been done before and I, I don't think the newest one really built on what they'd already done. Um, same with Ghost Runner 2. So, those were kind of out. And I feel like the two standouts here, like you mentioned, Hi-Fi Rush and Armored Core. I think both of them were really quite unique. Hi-Fi Rush in particular was unique. Um, you know, this kind of, uh, what's it called, Cap? It's a rhythm game where you're rewarded for being uh, on, on the beat with bits and pieces I thought was particularly well done. But, yeah, uh, I am going to lock in Armored Core here, Cap, as well. Um, I think it was like if you watch people play this, it literally is combat and it's so focused on your combat. You know, you build your, you build your uh, mech around being good in combat. So I think this fitting the brief of an action game, I think it's going to take it, mate. Yeah, I think you're right there, mate. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really want to see Hi-Fi Rush win. I think it did some interesting stuff. Whereas the Armored Core kind of series is a known quantity at this stage, and you know mm. we've seen it. But um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the day. Pavlich, what are, what are your thoughts there, mate? Uh, Hi-Fi Rush for the win. Oh, yep. lock it in, baby. Yep. I yep. hope, I hope you're right, mate, because I think they deserve it by far. Um, all right. Moving along to best action adventure game. So what's the difference here, Grizz? All right. I'll spell it out for you. For the best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. With puzzle solving. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Traversal, um, traversal well, and puzzle solving. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we have the following nominees. So Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Ever- mm. Res- Resident Evil 4, which is a remake. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, what do I want to win? I think Alan Wake deserves a foot in the door here. It's um, approach to, I think it's it's hard to give away what it does without kind of spoiling a bit of the narrative here. Um, but a lot of it is just the way you're interacting between the two main characters and what they're experiencing in their kind of nightmare uh, and how that turns into you traversing through the world and having to interact with it to figure out how to progress. Uh, it's really freaking well done. Um, and I really think it deserves a shoe in the door here, but I don't think it's going to beat Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because that game's not going to win Game of the Year. It needs to win something, makes sense for it to win Action Adventure. 
Yep. Cap, if you look at what this is asking for, so combining combat, traversal, and puzzle solving, I think the two that actually stand out to me that I've seen would be the new Spider-Man um, hits all of those. Uh, but, yeah, I think Tataka is going to take it for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think, uh, yeah. It's. I mean, look, it's a really good game. Like, it's it's exceptional. I think it does all the right things in iterating upon the um, the breath of the wild. Uh, but, yeah. Pav? Yeah, it's got to be Tears of Kingdom here. There's, uh, yeah, there's no other choice. Yeah. Lock it I in, baby. Right, right. Lock nice. it in. All right. Next on the list, my friends, we have got Best RPG. Mm. Grizz, take it away, my friend. All right. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Very nice. Okay, we have the following nominees. Baldur's Gate 3 at the very top. Final Fantasy 16. That's the most recent one. Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Mm. All right. <laughs> what do I want to see win? I think mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 absolutely deserves to take this category away. Again, it is a perfect combination of all of the possible, you know, D&D-esque tropes and rpg mechanics and it does it in such a perfect way uh, that enables you to effectively role play your character in s- like if we talk about the idea of role playing a character if you have a game where it is almost you know the amount of possible things you can do when it comes to the narrative in the game itself is almost infinite i mean that's for me within the confines of an rpg kind of narrative that to me is a superb rpg and of the games that are listed, the only game that manages to do that, in my opinion, is Baldur's Gate 3. Sea Stars is a great little kind of indie RPG thing, you know, tactical. Um, Starfield, let's not even talk about it. Liza P, um, you know, that's kind of more, I'm surprised it's not in the action game category. I'm really surprised to see it here. Um I mean, I, I, it has RPG elements, but, you know. Um, and then Final Fantasy 16. Almost yeah. an RPG, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate 3 shines in this category. I'd be very surprised not to see it take it out. So I'm going to pick it for my my favourite and what I think will win as well. Yeah. Look, I just got to agree. Capo, you know, you're looking at role-playing game, right? Best uh, game designed with rich player character customization. Now, when you think about that, right, Dungeons & Dragons does that incredibly well where you design your character, you have your backstory, you... Describe what you look like. I'm talking about tabletop D&D here um, with your players. And that is almost the funnest part of that experience. I feel like for the first time literally ever, a video game has actually given us the scope to almost feel like a handcrafted D&D campaign where you can truly influence what your character looks like and even doing things within the game that you wouldn't think possible, like you know using Featherfall when you're falling down a hole to traverse down into the Underdark. And there's just so much in that game that is is Dungeons and Dragons to me, that it is the ultimate RPG. And, and I would go as far to say it's probably the best RPG that we have that has been released to date. It is just Ever. an absolute yeah. masterpiece. I'll be on there with you. So I think this is this is the category for Baldur's Gate 3 in a nutshell. So it's it's got to, it's got to take it, I feel like. Yep. Yep. Pavo? Big agree. Big, old Big agree. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Big agree, Baldur's Gate 3. 
Big agree, Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Moving on. Best multiplayer game presented mm. by Discord. Mm. Right. Chrisley, so I'm gonna read, this is an interesting description here. So it's for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massive multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found this category quite difficult because the games are yeah. so wildly varied. Um, now, the nominees are the following, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Mar- Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I would like to see Baldur's Gate 3 win, mm-hmm. but I think something a bit more vanilla multiplayer will probably take this. Just to take the well, look. I just, I, th- I actually, I, I think the idea of multiplayer in Baldur's Gate Three is great, I, I, and you know, I think it's a great experience, and I think it deserves to take it away. But I still think they're probably going to give this away to something else, just because it's a multiplayer game, and you know, I, I, that's just what I, I think is probably going to happen. Maybe won't. I think what will probably take it is Street Fighter Six. I think it's gotten pretty good <laughs> critic reviews. <laughs> Um, Mate, you've been looking at my fucking notes, haven't you, Cap, you bastard? I'm I'm pretty sure I filled mine in first, pal. (laughs) No, look, I actually have Baldur's Gate 3 as the winner here, but I'm thinking the exact same as you. So, look, I I think they've created something truly incredible playing co-op. My my campaign at the moment is a co-op campaign. Everything from being able to venture around the city and have totally separate dialogues, being able to block your dialogue from someone else in your party if you didn't want them to, to hear if you're doing something private. Um, an example, Cap, is the Dark Urge, right? The whole Dark Urge stuff um, by default is clicked off uh, so your party members can't see what you're doing. So it really is like a D&D campaign. If you kill someone in camp, they won't know that that person's disappeared and it can kind that of is come, brilliant. come out through. It's just It's just designed incredibly well. But, yeah, like you say, I feel like it's – Diablo 4 sucked, so that's not going to win. Wonder, yeah. while it's a fantastic game, the online part of that is not what makes Wonder great. Um, you know, no, it really agreed. Hasn't, hasn't got a whole heap in there that um, It's a pretty small subset of features, really, for a multiplayer is, which anyway. is classic. And it's not directly multiplayer. No, like you can't really do anything apart from almost like raced ghosts like in Mario Kart and give some items and stuff in there. So I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. I think if something else is going to pick this up, Street Fighter Six has been a cracker game this year. And obviously that heavily revolves around like a PvP online um, ranked fighter. So, yeah, I'm going to still lock in Baldur's Gate 3, but yeah, I agree with all your points, mate. I think uh, Street Fighter Six is probably potentially going to take it. Yeah. All right, Pav. Now tell me why it's Super Mario Brothers Wonder after yeah, we just well, shit on it. Yeah, look, I feel real <laughs> shit on it right now. Uh, uh, look, um, <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> I, I look, I haven't played it, but it was like, oh, I can't play it. I played it in packs and I had a good time. Uh, but, Did I take it? Who fucking knows? Who might, might, might yeah, look, it. after after your uh, notes, uh, maybe I uh, feel like I may I have picked uh, picked badly, but I don't know. They just, it, I, I wanted to throw <laughs> yeah. something to um, to um, Bloody Mario. I think yeah. uh, I think it was a great game, and I think it. I think it should win yeah. something. But I guess there's, there's a bone. Yeah, Pab's yeah. giving it one. 
Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's a that's that's a throwaway for me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Locked uh, in. Sorry, pal. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now, next one on the list. Second of uh, the last two. Um, most anticipated game, Grizzly. Yeah. What Rec- is Rec- our speed? Right. Recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Love it. All right. Now, where am I? Where are the freaking things for this? We have the following. Where the fuck is it? Anticipate a game. Here we go. Oh. We've got uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades Two, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Mm-hmm. All right. I think... That out of all those, the by far the most anticipated is going to be Hades and two and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It's just which ones do I think is going to win. Yeah. I am more hotly anticipated for Rebirth. I like I loved Hades, but not as much as I absolutely adored the most recent Final Fantasy VII remake. So yeah. I'm really excited for um, this game. At, so I would like to see it win, and I also think that's what I think will win. Um, the other three, like a dragon, infinite wealth, I think, you know, I mean, we've had a billion of these fucking games. I mean, you could argue we've had a billion fucking Final Fantasies, but I'm just saying, okay, I just I don't think it's that hotly anticipated. Um, Star Wars Outlaws, I think it looks good. I don't think it's that super hotly anticipated. And Tekken 8, I mean, I didn't even realize there was one coming out. So that I think that speaks mm-hmm. for itself. Mm-hmm. Grizz? Um, Hades is one of my all-time favorite video games. I absolutely pumped the shit out of that. And I feel like it was one of those games that kind of came out of nowhere. And I know that Supergiant had put... It is Supergiant Games, isn't it, Hades? Pretty sure? Yep, correct. Uh, They had um, other games of a similar nature, and um, I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere and surprised a lot of people. Um, So I'm going to put my eggs on Hades 2 for being most anticipated. But who knows, Matt? Yep. Gorgeous. Um, all right, Pav, your thoughts? Um, while Tekken 8 is probably the only game that I'd probably personally play out of this list, um, I know way too many uh, Final Fantasy nerds not to um, not to pick that for the win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an intelligent choice. But Hades 2 also very easily could be taking this as well. I mean, I, both. I got this wrong last year too, boys. Remember, I did not vote on to talk as being most anticipated, and Cap was losing his <laughs> fucking mind over it. How could you not vote on the literally the most anticipated game ever? <laughs> I mean, hey, I was right. <laughs> you were right. Yeah, oh, I love it. Um, all right, there you go. Now. The final category, the piste resistance, the game of the year for 2023. Grizzly, mm-hmm. what are we expecting here? What are we All looking right. for? Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Yeah. All right. We have the following nominees. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, Cap, this is definitely going to TikTok, this section right here. So before we jump into it, I want you to describe <laughs> why Starfield didn't get into <laughs> the, game, the Game of the Year nominations for me. Well, 
if, all right, if Starfield actually managed to produce an experience that was considered to be good, it might be here, but it's not. All right. Every other game on here has produced an experience that would be considered above average. Starfield, not so much. Good luck next time, Bethesda. Um, honestly, though, I i mean, obviously, it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3 that wins. I still think Alan Wake 2, bag a game, not quite the same caliber, let's be honest. Um, Spider-Man 2, sure. Um, I'm sure it's great. Resident Evil 4, excellent game, but it's just, it's, um, you know, it's not bringing anything new. Uh, it's another uh, Capcom remake. Um, Wonder, incredible platformer but just not quite the same level of just like phenomenal gaming experience. Um, now, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, if this was the first game that Nintendo had brought out in the kind of series of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, I think this might be a very different conversation. It's not. And I think Tears of the Kingdom is just not as compelling as a game of the year anymore because we've had Breath of the Wild. We kind of it's it's it was a great experience. It was had some new kind of takes on the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, Baldur's Gate has just been phenomenal in literally every fucking way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't I can't imagine a world where it doesn't take it. So I'm picking it as my most liked and hotly thought. Yes, it will do it. Yes. Yep. Yep. So just going back to the title here. So experience across all creative and technical fields. And I feel like uh, Battles Gate 3 did so many things right, Cap. Like the voice acting, every single line in that game voice acted. Um, and the sheer amount of dialogue in there. I can't remember how many minutes of dialogue there was that they kind of touted that at the start. I think it was like, I can't remember. But oh, just, it was something insane. Just I can't like, remember. But it was ridiculous. Thousands and thousands of minutes, yeah. I'm assuming. 9,000 different permutations of the ending or something ridiculous as yeah. well. Like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> and just to have That's that mental. in a video game and it to be the way it is, you know, open possibilities. Like I say, it's like an online, online D&D game. I think it's going to take it. But, yeah, we had some great games this year. I feel like this year in particular was probably a pretty hard one. Oh, yeah. Um, We've been very spoiled. Year. Been spoiled. It's nice. Nice to get a bit of a um, a tsunami of of incredible video games after a couple of shitty years of COVID. So, you know, good shit. Normal. Nepav, Nepav, go. What do you got? Uh, uh, I'm giving it a star. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nominated, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, an, incre- an incredible technical marvel, um, <laughs> in the sense that. They even put it out because, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, sorry. I keep shitting on it. It's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. If you enjoy it, just enjoy it. You know, just have fun with it. Anyways, yeah. sorry, Pav. <laughs> you both get three guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Game of the year. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, there you go. I think, you know, just whilst we're doing this, I actually think I might make a little Google form and chuck it in our Discord and just have people submit their... Um, their picks, and we'll we'll just do a bit of a spreadsheet and share it in the community, and people can see where they where that they. That would um, be really cool, dude. That would be cool. We should do that, hundred percent. Yeah, so you can, you yeah. can go up against us. So um, keep an eye out for that. I'm going to get Pav to remind me to do that during the week, and I mean, we'll definitely have it out this week. Promise. I'll I'll make it one of my things to do one of these nights coming up, and I'll 
post it in the Discord during the week. Um, we'll have the same categories as we've just gone through um, and uh, we've still got a bit of time before that gets uh, released. So mm-hmm. um, now if you want to find our Discord, you can go to OGR.show and I believe it's on there. Is that correct, Pav? Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, just go on to OGR.show and look for the Discord link if you want to come and join in. Um, I'll post it in the general chat at some point this week. And people can um, take, make their votes and we'll we'll see who gets the best score, okay? Uh, Kappa, we might chuck it in the episode description for those who are, for those of our uh, non-Twitch streamer. Yep. yep. Sounds good. Yep. Podcast listeners, check the description or go to OGR.show. Um, either either. Works both ways. Um, all right. Well, um, we've kind of um, spent a shitload of time on that, so we might just touch base quickly. Um, actually, we might go to the poll first, yeah? Yeah, we got let's do the one. poll. Yep, let's do the poll. I've just banged in the Twitch chat there. Yeah. All right. Well, Grizz posted an incredibly very important poll this week and wanted very. to know mm-hmm. who was going to win the Game of the Year for the Game Awards. Um Grizz, who, who, we we know who our uh, who our nominees were: the Baldur's Gate, uh, Legend of Zelda, Alan Wake Two, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. We also had Resident Evil Four and Super Mario, sorry, <laughs> Super Mar- Marvel, uh, Spider Man Two. Uh, yep. Now, want to run through the the you results? Know, the v- yeah, yeah, games? absolutely. All right. So we had we had it because you don't have enough votes, right? So I said to people to put in gifts for either Marvel, Spider Man, or Resident Evil Four. So we copped. Two Spider-Man gifts, uh, some really That's nice ones. Spy- that is yeah. that is Slatos posting a Starfield <laughs> yeah. gif. Yeah. Who is in the Starfield suit though? Is that that? Is that? It's is the that- guy who does the nod on the motorbike. Is the gif? He's like. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just that I little nod. You know, if, if, I hope I've described that well because I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. Um, we that have. Uh, we actually copped forty votes on this poll, so one of the uh, most successful polls. To date, you guys can also vote in the poll weekly on our Twitter. Uh, we had Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Super Mario Brother Wonder pulling up 2.5% of the vote, tying with Alan Wake 2. Then we had Legend of Zelda to Tok getting 20% of the vote, and then up the top, Baldur's Gate 3 with a whopping 75% of the vote, Kappa. Yeah, I think it's a fair winner. I think it's going to win. So, yeah, look, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it swings on the day, but... Uh, I think it's pretty likely. Um, yep. But, yeah, look, we um, we post one of these every week, so um, as often as we remember. Uh, if you want to vote in next week's poll, if we remember to put it up, go to twitter.com slash OGRshow. Uh, follow us there, and you too can vote in our weekly, sometimes fortnightly, sometimes monthly poll. Again, depending on when we remember to put it up. Um, all right. There you go. Um, now... Uh, yeah, basically, Grizz, I reckon we're going to talk about uh, Valve Half-Life 25th uh, anniversary update. Okay. And we'll probably yep. see how we're going. Um, now, if you live under a bloody rock, maybe you wouldn't know, but it's been an incredibly wonderful week for many reasons. Uh, one is that Half-Life is currently a dollar. F- 50 Australian or something like that, $1.45 or something ridiculous. Um, Half-Life 1 uh, on, on the Steam store. Now, you're probably thinking, what, that old bloody game, that old bloody, mm-hmm. you know, that bloody half-baked old bloody bloody thing. Now, yeah, you probably do think that, but guess what? They have unleashed a 25th anniversary update 
yeah. for this game. Um, and it's it's actually crazy. They've also released a um, a documentary about the creation of uh, the Half Life video game as well. Um, it now, was quite um, groundbreaking. Cap Half Life. I remember when it came dude, out. This actually, game was huge. I think, um, like, dude. I actually think Adrian on on the show last week was saying how Half Life um, kicked basically kickstarted Steam. They wanted a way to update that game and that was the platform they were using to to update it and it's kind of built from there so yeah but i mean this game also like you know it was it was a like it doesn't look like it now but graphically this game was yeah mental people were building pcs to play half-life like this was one of those games that it was like a crisis of its time re- realistically it like, you know? uh, did it did it form like the basis of counter strike engine as well from, from half well half life 2 um, was built on the source engine and that's where counter strike came from that's as right. a mod of yeah. half life 2 um, hence why it's called um, it uses the source engine so counter strike source um, you know we also had 1.5 which i I think was made off the original Half-Life, I'm guessing, um, mm. or something similar. Um, not entirely sure about 1.5 and stuff like that, but, you know, it's in there somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this game's a cult uh, classic and and realistically a, um, a, a titan of its day. Uh, you know, like you said, this is this is where Steam, you know, was, was, mm-hmm. uh, was birthed yeah. straight from the... Straight from this video game, so, um, but yeah, look, they've released a uh, a anniversary update, uh, including a bunch of stuff. One thing they did release is a little campaign that actually came out on CD alongside, uh, I believe it was sound card purchases back in the olden days, <laughs> um, and I think it came with some other bits and pieces as well. So they've they've released this mini campaign uh, called Half Life Uplink. Uh, that was originally released kind of exclusively if you bought purchased these things. Um, so that's available now alongside the base game. They've also released four new multiplayer maps, um, which they're touting as pushing the limits of what's possible in the Half-Life engine, mm. which I'm sure if you compare to what's possible in engines today is not quite the same degree. But I think, you know, they look quite cool. You know, there's like a... There's like a... a um, what do you call it, like a contamination facility and then there's one that's called Pool Party, which has like a Xeno pool um, or some shit, um, then like a radioactive place and a big rocket bloody silo thing. Um, so pretty exciting. I've also yep. updated the graphics, Grizzly Gaming 86. Um, you can play in full widescreen view. You can also disable texture smoothing on the GL renderer. Lighting fixes include uh, long-lost GL overbright support and software rendering on Linux, crisp colors, animated water, and unfiltered textures. They've also got controller and Steam network supported now. Uh, And also, they finally verified this game for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I've seen that. That looks cool. Outbound Steam Deck. So there's there's upscaling support as well, Cap, isn't there? Upscaling support as well. To make it there is upscale, UI, ups, UI upscaling support for high-resolution stuff, so that's pretty pretty radical. Yeah. Um, they've also restored a bunch of old content, so they brought back the old Valve logo, which, I mean, you if you remember it, you remember it. You know, when when that came on and it had the... Yeah. 
yeah. like that noise. <laughs> it was just iconic. Um, also, they had some old like um, original heroes that you would play as in the game, and they just they look absolutely fucking whacked out. So um, they're going to be available as multiplayer skins as well as um, some uh, this other multiplayer skin called Too Much Coffee Man, who I've never seen in my life, but uh, it is um, it's, it's coming. Uh, there's also some extra multiplayer maps that they're noting as well as a bunch of sprays and a shitload of bug fixes. Like there's heaps. So they've given it a real good once over. And I think that's bloody exciting, Grizz. How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Gap. Like it, it's all right. I'll probably won't play it. I'm not super excited, but you know what, mate? Good on them. It's been a long time. And it was yeah. I'm going to be around, honest. I probably won't play it either. But the fact <laughs> it's there, that excites me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna celebrate that shit, dude. Twenty-five years, man. I remember when it came out. Um, I remember it being pretty cool. I also remember it being real oh, scary. Those yeah. face huggers were terrifying, mate. I was like, Oh, dude, absolutely. It's amazing what would scare you back in the day, right? When you compare it to now, what is required to scare you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that would not scare me <laughs> no. at a, at the moment. Currently, not even close. Um. But, yeah, it's pretty wild. Now, um, alongside this, again, the documentary came out and, uh, you know, obviously Gabe Newell, um, you know, Gaben, the the Jesus Christ of video games, uh, he had a few things to say. One thing of which was his own kind of take on that fake Miyamoto um, quote that uh, people attributed to him, you know, the one that said, a delayed game is eventually good but a rush game is forever bad. Apparently he never actually said that. Um, or at least there's no evidence to suggest that he actually did say it. Anyways, in this documentary, um, Gabe Newell has his own version of that particular quote. Not that he's referencing it per se, but he says something similar. Mm. Uh, and he says, late is just for a little while, suck is forever. Um, and that was talking about how <laughs> they delayed Half-Life 1 by, I think it was about a year um, in 1998. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. just a funny little, That's right, you know, though. little moment. Bring yeah, game out too early and it sucks unless you know yeah. that guy and you can fix it. Well, or you're good. cyberpunk and you manage to spend two years on, um, you know, adaptions and major DLC patch updates. Um, yeah, yep. it might very well just suck forever. So there you go. Now, one final interesting little tidbit uh, was that we also found out during this documentary that all of the textures in Half-Life were created by a single person. Now, that probably doesn't sound like much, but when you think about the size of these video games back in the day and what was taken, what was required to build these games, like we don't have all the weird and wonderful little tools to um, accelerate game development and, and stuff like that anymore. Someone would have had to handcraft these textures yeah. um, and put them all together. And... I was kind of reading through this article and, you know, normally you have like a few, um, you'd have a few designers and you'd have a few programmers and you'd have a couple of guys doing um, voicing and stuff like that and then probably some other people doing um, sound effects and um, all that. But this person kind of just became the textures person and all of that work funneled. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it just became a huge job, like just gargantuan. But they did it. Um, I don't know whether it, whether it was intended a, like that, Cap, because he's got some no. quotes here that I was, it's really funny. He's like, first of all, I had a bunch of textures. Then every time I made new ones, whoever was working on the level would be like, oh, fresh textures. I'm going to use those. Uh, somebody making another level would start using them as well. 
and it was just chaos. And everyone was just using all the textures he was making. <laughs> what a mad dog, though. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty rad. And I can imagine, like, being in a team like that at the time, that probably would have been a fairly fresh and new experience for d- developers, like having all those kinds of textures available all the time, um, yeah. despite that not really being that person's job. But, yeah, it kind of ended up becoming like that. So, yeah, just a really cool little story. So, very radical, very radical. Um, now, I probably just, I think finally, Grizz, we might just um, quickly sort of touch on the fact that Mario Kart 8 has uh, just fallen off the monthly mm. 20 best-selling games in the United States for a given yep. month chart um, for since it was first released in April 2017. Yeah, so big pop. The game's been that good is for out a of long control. time. And, you know, they've done the thing where they just keep releasing more maps and stuff for it as well um, for you to play, which is pretty cool. So keep it current. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, just to kind of um, reiterate this, 78 consecutive months wow. in the top 20 best-selling video games in the US. Um, I didn't even realize people were still buying this game. Um, which is kind of crazy. So obviously, switches are still selling like hotcakes, and they're mm-hmm. still selling many, many copies of this game. Um, so, but that's really rad. Uh, the the uh, website that is collating this data, um, someone reached out for comment on this, um, just asking if they know whether this is like an all time record because it's ridiculously long. And they said almost probably likely, but they don't have the exact data to confirm it. Um, they did say that uh, if Grand Theft Auto's um, sales were included in the chart, it might be a slightly different story because, um, you know, basically they had to take down the sales um, due to the reporting standards of something or other. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is it's up there with GTA, which is impressive in itself, FYI. Yeah. So, GTA cool. sold a lot of copies, mate. Oh, yeah, big time. Now, Grizz, one final thing I wanted to touch on this as well was we have another remaster coming soon, and it's probably not one you're expecting. They're remastering The Last <laughs> of Us Part Two. Grizz. When did that game come out, Cap? When was last? This game came out in 2020. See that to me, like three years ago, is fucking why? That's taking the piss, don't you think? Why are they remastering that, dude? Why? It is because people are buying the remasters, and so now. Instead of giving you native PS5 enhancements, a, gra- a host of graphical improvements and visual performances uh, uh, output, sorry, at 4K um, and improved loading times and also uh, wireless control integration for free, as most other games do, they're going to paywall it behind a brand new copy and make you pay for this one as well. So now, I think this is fucking scummy. Uh, now, Cap, I know you're thinking. Naughty Dog I know what you're can thinking. do this. Oh, my God. Yes. What do you mind thinking? I can read your brain from here, mate. All right. You are thinking. Yep. Why the fuck would they not give us Bloodborne remaster? Dude, I'm telling you, I'm I I've, I've been wanting Bloodborne forever. That should have been the first cab off the rake. <laughs> and why the fuck? Why wasn't it? You know, I can't believe they haven't done it. Um. So I don't know. I mean, just the fact that they've actually put time and effort into this, I, I think is a massive money-grubbing thing and I, 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 it's really gross in my opinion. I mean, again, it was this game came out three years ago. Um, you know, maybe give it a, bit, a, a few more years just to kind of breathe. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a yikes. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think at home. Um, yeah, what a what a what a joke. Um, but yeah, so there you go. If you wanted to buy uh, The Last of Us Part Two again for no particular reason, you can very soon. So get excited mm-hmm. for the next remaster. Um, but yeah, there you go. Now, Grizz, got a little question for you. I want to know uh, how's your gaming been going? <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs, Cap. But you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity, mate, to actually speak about my Steam Deck with you because I talked about it last week, but you yes. weren't here. Um, so I've been doing a lot of travel, guys. I've travelled domestically four times in the last 30 days, so I've literally been nonstop travelling, which has meant I've had very limited time behind my PC, which sucks. So I haven't been able to really sink my teeth into uh, a PC game for a while. But Steam Deck has been uh, filling the void where possible. Cap, I've actually been playing the um, Souls games, replaying the Souls games on Steam nice. Deck. Nice. Where did you start? I started at Dark Souls 3, which is my all-time favorite. And it's crazy, man. It is. I have the most hours played on Dark Souls 3 over all Souls games, but I've really taken my time. And I've found so much more story stuff that I've missed, like things that I just didn't complete. Like I've, I've gone yep. through and I've done all the, uh, who's the big onion man, Cap? What's his name? Um, uh, Sigmund, I think. Yes, yeah, Sigurd, Sigurd or something, Sigurd. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's all, there is, Dude, yeah, it's one of the three it is takes so, on it. Have you ever done the story, his story in that game, too? Yeah, it's exceptionally sad. It is exceptionally sad, but it's also so fucking complicated, man. You have to like yeah. <clears throat> do certain things and then he <clears throat> someone steals his armor, um, patches, and then you've got to like um confront patches and then go give the armor. You've got to buy his armor off patches and then you've got to find him in a random well somewhere and drop his armor into him. Anyway, there is like so much in there. But I've been really enjoying that cap. I don't know what it is, but it's different being able to play a Souls game in handheld form, you know. Never been able to experience that. <clears throat> and probably really play any game of that fidelity in handheld form. You know, it runs at 60 frames um, and it plays probably better than my PC does on Dark Souls 3 at the moment. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty nice. And yeah, um, pretty radical. On the long flights, Kappa, I've been putting the Steam Deck to 40 frames on, on Souls games and turning the brightness down and it, yeah, performs still fantastic and gets a bit more extra battery life out of it, mate, you know? Yeah. I think um, I haven't really pushed um, because I've I've mostly been using it for roguelites and stuff and um, I've played it for bits and pieces, um, you know, for like 3D kind of AAA experiences. But, um, man, I've I've been meaning to download Elden Ring and see how it goes because apparently it runs pretty well on the the deck. So um, maybe I'll give it a slight nudge soon just for a bit of fun but um Give it a yeah i think i think it, it looks looks like a, a great way to play those games definitely keen to to get down there and and you know go and just go and die a bunch of times um sounds like a great time the other uh, the other one i want to bring up mate is when i got back i have been continuing my Baldur's gate 3 co-op playthrough Hell yeah. So I'm now into the third and final act with the boys and all's going pretty well. Nothing catastrophic has really happened, but I do rarely wonder how different the game would be in terms of the story if we had have taken different options. Like I think I may have mentioned last time, but we killed um, uh, Shadowheart because uh, we weren't agreeing with what she wanted to do. And then 
we have we're just trying to decide who we side with in the end. I'm not gonna. I don't think you finished it, Caps. I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, it is just such a fucking amazing co-op experience. I've actually really enjoyed it because we find ourselves talking between each other like you would in a D and D game about the decisions that we want to make as a team um, based yeah. on the law that we know. And it just reminds me so much of tabletop D and D being able to do that kind of banter about you know the story that we kind of know and and where we see ourselves making those decisions and what decisions we want to make. So yeah, it's just a great game. Really enjoying it. So should be finished with that reasonably soon, mate. And then uh, I'll probably start another one with friends and uh, do something different, I reckon. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Love that. Nice. Well, yeah, look, I mean, um, thanks for asking, by the way. You didn't. Yeah, but I, I assume yep, you did. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in all honesty, mate, I don't think I played a single video game last week and maybe even the week before. I've not had time to do anything um and when i get home at night i've just been cooked like completely knackered from the day um and so i end up just sitting in bed watching tiktoks um or instagram reels um not tiktoks i don't have that on my phone but anyways um that's besides the point but look um i basically uh i did actually download elder scrolls online and played that for about 10 minutes and then got too tired and went to bed um but i'm thinking i might give that a bit of a nudge because i've been craving a bit of mmo um time and i might put it on the steam deck and see how it goes um but i did decide that well i haven't finished Baldur's gate 3 and I figured I need to finish this game before the end of the year, ideally before yep. game of the year is announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the next week and a bit, I'm going to do my absolute best to try and knock it out. So um, next few nights, you know, just just chuck in a few hours here and there. See how we Get go. Get it done, mate. Get it done. Yeah. I can't. I'm not too Does far it work off. On Steam to- Deck? Is it, can you play it on Steam Deck, Cap? Um, I'd probably stream it onto Steam Deck from my PC. I wouldn't. I, I tried oh, to play yeah. it on my on my deck, and it just ran like garbage. Um, despite being Steam Decks verified, I mean, it's not always the case. Don't listen to what Valve has to say. Basically, if it has a FPS above five, it's gonna it could potentially be verified. So, um, yeah, it's not not a great experience, in my opinion. But it's technically playable if you want to play it straight off the deck. I'd recommend streaming it from your PC onto your deck. I'll tell you what, dude. When you are streaming, even with games that require like no input lag, I actually played, I just wanted to test out and play uh, Binding of Isaac. You can, I've, I could play it natively normally, but I just wanted to try it to see whether it would run like shit. It, dude, it ran surprisingly. Like, I could barely even yeah. tell I was, I was streaming the game to the deck. It's yeah, pretty, I found it good. with my PC linked directly to my router and me using a 5G connection for my Steam Deck. Um, like I can't even, I don't even notice a, mm. a, a input lag. It's it's virtually instantaneous. Mm. Um, maybe a very slight one, and sometimes there's like a buffer issue, um, which is just you know standard with Wi-Fi, but um, still very very reasonable. So yeah, look, overall gaming's been going. Pretty pretty slow recently, but um, I plan to pick it up soon. I also need to finish Alan Wake um, too. I'm pretty close to finishing that game as far as I can tell, so um, try and finish that before the year as well. I've got two weeks off after Christmas, so I'm going to knock out some gaming there as well um, just because Ted's still in daycare, which is awesome. So it means I get some gaming time um, and he gets to go and play in the sandpit. So we're both doing exactly what we want to be doing. Yep. Living the dream together. All right, Grizz. Let's freaking dive straight in, eh? Wrapping it. Send the freaking game, baby. We hey, have um, got a fair few RFs. 
Cap, I just want to say that did you know that the original DJ Francesco soundbite got played last week with me and Adrian? Could not really? Yep, yep. Pav bought out the origi didge, man. <laughs> I was bullied into it. I was bullied into it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get back and listen to that. Sounds amazing. Oh, Excellent. All right, Grizz. First off, the uh, the rank, the cab off the first ranky cabbie. Um, yep. It's yes. Uh, Game Maker will go free for non-commercial use on all platforms soon. TM. I believe they had a exact date, which I currently cannot find. But anyways, if you're not aware with, with what um, uh, Game Maker is, um, it's it's a game development platform. It kind of um, simplifies um, some of the aspects of it, uh, makes it fairly easy to do. Uh, but yeah, it's a very. Uh, I believe. Um, I believe. What's that fucking game um, with the Daisy as the end boss? Um, Undertale was made in Game Maker. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's a. It's a. I think it's a fairly simplified um, kind of you know game engine, but it's still very very powerful and does a lot of things. So um, soon you'll be able to do that. So very okay. cool. Cool. Give it a whirl. Um, Cap, I don't know. This is such a weird fucking announcement. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 and Lord of the Rings Gollum uh, are getting game trials added to PlayStation Premium. If you don't know what that is, if you have PlayStation Premium, you are uh, able to play up to an hour of select games on there for free. Actually, is it two hours? Baldur's Gate uh, 3 gives you two, two hours. Two hours apparently. for That's BG3, cool. one hour for Lord of the Rings Gollum, and that is... More than enough time for you to realize it's one of the worst <laughs> yeah. games you've ever played. Yeah, <laughs> so don't even worry about it. I'm not you even probably sure get why they're about five minutes, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're advertising <laughs> that as a thing. There, I have no idea. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's not like they don't read the news. Anyways, um, Grizz, a new report notes that 83% of mobile games fail uh, three years after release, which, you know, that's not surprising. I mean, I feel like mobile gaming these days is just like, you know, just chase every possible new fad to the absolute death and then that new fad dies and people move to a new game pretty quickly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would have thought maybe that statistic would be even higher, but um, surprisingly not. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I've just deleted that because I also had that down the bottom. So, that's my bad. Um, my uh, bad. Cap, the next COD uh, title is set in the Gulf War uh, and part of the Black Ops series. There you go. Yeah. Exciting for you Call of Duty gamers. Coming 2024, um, now, I believe. 2024 release. Uh, yep. Yes, I do believe you're correct, which is next year. And we're almost there. I mean, it's actually kind of wild, dude. We're, we're, we're almost in December. Christ. Ridiculous. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Speaking of games coming out uh, beyond the new year, um, there is a new Subnautica game coming in 2025. Um, no details yet, but uh, it has been kind of uh, revealed um, as part of some stuff that the um, uh, now, the developer said. Now, Cap, this isn't this is an actual Subnautica game, isn't it? This is a Subnautica game. It is right? indeed. This is another Subnautica game. I mean, I think these wow. games are making them a significant amount of cash. So Nautica number one is still like one of the greatest survival games of all time, in my opinion. Um it's hard for me to believe that they don't keep milking this series for what it is and I think keep doing it, please. Um Cap, what happened to that game they were gonna release about the figurines 
that remember that weird one by that dev subnautica i don't know uh, where is that hopefully gone? they just stopped development on that uh because <laughs> it looked like shit i actually and didn't mind the idea of that but look, I it, it looked fine i i just it looked a bit like cash like it kind of looked like they're trying to make warhammer in a video game and i just wasn't yeah. for it okay. um all right uh cap crazy here because yeah lethal company has passed one hundred thousand concurrent players yeah, yeah. I've been, I actually, a lot of oh, um, streamers playing this. Hey, I played this on Saturday. I completely forgot um, because I was so tired. But yeah, I played this with a few mates on Saturday because I couldn't get my usual group of mates to pipe in and say that they'd play it with me. <laughs> um, so I uh, went one, with, with another set of wonderful mates, and we um, we played this game, and it was so fucking funny. It was hilarious. Is it good? Um, we had. It, it's really funny. As long as I feel like what really helped was I had no idea what the game was about and we had to kind of figure it out and that kind of accelerated our fun, I guess. So I had no idea what the game was about um, and I'm not going to tell people what it's about in here because I think that's part of the allure for this game. If you haven't played it, go a bit of a squeeze and see if it's for you. Um, you'll need a few mates to have fun with it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's, just to give it a kind of brief description, it's you're a... Uh, you're on this spaceship with your mates and you are working for a corporation and you've got to go and find scrap on these alien planets and bring the scrap back and sell it. Um, and it sounds boring, but it is weird. <laughs> the the art style looks real strange to me. Oh, know. yeah, it is. I, I mean, the know. game's fucking strange, but, yeah, have, have, have a crack. <laughs> All yeah, right, Grizz, yeah. PS5 controllers are now better supported by Steam. What does that mean? Thank you for asking as my page loads. It's a very good question, Grizzly. Thank you. Um, no now, they've done a bunch of stuff. Um, basically, there's been some store updates to make the browsing um, of the store a bit more controller-friendly. Uh, store page displays um, supported controllers much better, so you'll see whether they're Xbox-compatible, PlayStation, PlayStation, cool. et cetera. Um, there's also better search options for the store that are kind of like um, Xbox kind of search, uh, sorry, controller searchable. Um, and then a bunch of uh, library updates to support, you know, just, you know, configuring things, seeing if things are configurable. Um, and then, yeah, so pretty rad. Very nice. Um, very nice. But yeah, there you go. Now, Cap, the Ubisoft launcher always been uh, quite shit. Well, Assassin's yeah. Creed players over the weekend were having their Ubisoft games um, interrupted by full screen pop up ads in the form of like videos <laughs> advertising. Shit. Oh man, this is so Ubisoft. I just love it. I just think it's the best story. There yeah, is a, it's there, um, well, you find a second. There is a video. Uh, there is a video. Of <laughs> imagine you pay a bit of Assassin's Creed and you get the hot milfs in your area. <laughs> A little pop up, but <laughs> yeah, oh, God. yeah, that'd be too good. Anyway, it's very, very funny. All right, Grizz, PUBG is getting an Escape from Tarkov style spin off. Um, it's going to be available in 2024. So interesting. I actually, cool. I don't know. I mean, PUBG, I don't know how it continues to be around. I feel like it still runs like a hog now, but I feel like that, if they can do it right, would be quite fun because the, yeah, I don't know. I think those games, I, I actually it, didn't mind the Modern Warfare take on that as well. They could have done better, but yeah. Yeah. I, do you know what? It's interesting. I feel like a lot of games are trying to capitalize on this escape from Tarkov kind of like, what do they call it? Extraction shooter. Yeah. But I feel like they're not 
obscenely popular or anything. I think people just like the idea of it. Um, and because, I mean, we've got Marathon coming out that's by the by Bungie. That's going to be like, um, you know, a revitalization of the Marathon IP and turning it into the similar kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's I find it interesting that everyone's kind of trying to, you know, draw their line in the sand with this particular genre because I feel like it's not like a Battle Royale or it's not like a MOBA when, yeah. you know, when the first MOBA came out, everyone was scrambling to make a MOBA when the first Battle Royale came out, same thing again. But everyone's been a bit slow to kind of pick up the, they have. the, the extraction could, shooter dude, model. I reckon it could be done really well. Like for me, Escape yeah. from Tarkov seems great, but it's just too much for me. It's, it's just too fucking like... Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Like heavy on mechanics, and it's just so punishing. So I yeah, know. I think you're right. Like maybe we just need one really good one to really set the fire underneath this. But maybe. yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, Cap, I didn't know this, but Dave the Diver Studios uh, are actually developing another game, uh, a zombie survival uh, sim, um, and it is in pre-alpha, and the playtest is next week. Uh, the developer Mint Rocket shared 22 minutes of gameplay footage. So um, if you like Dave the Diver, I'm not saying this game, I mean, it's, it's a bit different, right? But uh, yeah, maybe go check it out if you're into zombies. Uh, I don't even know if we know a name for this yet, but yeah. No, I think it's just purely an announcement. So yep. there you go. Now, speaking of purely an announcement, <coughs> Eminem is getting a Fortnite skin and he's also coming to Fortnite in a live event capacity. So <laughs> we're getting a Fortnite crossover with Eminem, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, that's kind of cool. So, you know, Fortnite continues to just do some fucking crazy um, crossovers. So, yeah, pretty radical. Um, Pokimane, popular streamer, has uh, had a big announcement a couple of weeks ago that she's selling cookies. Uh, her cookies are worth twenty eight US dollars for a uh, four packets of uh, cookies, which a lot of people said was far too much for cookies. Um, she took it another step further when someone complained about the price in her chat, and she called this gentleman poor, and then continued to ban him. So, um, setting a great <laughs> example for streamers there, Capo. You know? Yeah, I mean, Love what it. a surprise. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean it. <sighs> Just another example of gross, fucking over entitled, disgusting fucking content creators. What a surprise. Um, $28 for a fucking packet of cookies? I bet US dollars, Cap. Good. US dollars, mate. Right? That's yeah, like dude, that's why it's like going to be pushing bucks. $40, like Aussie <laughs> dollars. That's out of control. For how many cookies in a packet? Like 10 max? Less, less I think, dude. I think it's like. Like those little packets of Oreos that you put in your kids' school lunch. Dude, you are joking me. That is out of control. I mean, I know the economy is pretty rough, but come on, Pokemon, get your shit together. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Um, Line up for the expensive cookies, I guess. Um, Anyways, that's the show. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. Um, It's been a big one. Uh, We will endeavor to get that... Google form or whatever form into the Discord if you were interested in making your votes in the uh, the OGR Game Awards sweepstakes, the prize of which, well, guess what? Pokemon cookies. One. Fuck yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a fucking good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bags not buying them though because they're expensive as shit. Um, we, you'll get full bragging rights. We'll give you a Discord 
roll or some shit. We'll figure something out. There'd be something cool. Um, you know, well, cool is very arguable, um, but there'll be something. Now, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to join us next week and listen to the show live, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash oceanicgamingradio um, or if you'd like to listen to your own time, um, well, actually, that happens at 7 p.m. AWST or Mondays, just FYI. If you want to listen to it in your own time, go to any of your favourite podcasting places, sites, etc. type in Oceanic Gaming Radio or go to ogr.show. you find all of our links there. You can listen to it directly in the website or wherever you like. Um, now... As we said, we've got a Discord. If you want to join the Discord to get involved in the sweepstakes, go to the website, ogr.show, click the link. If you want to join our Patreon um, cohort and pay us money uh, to buy more Pokemon main cookies, you can do so, patreon.com slash ogr.show um, or go to the website. Uh, we also have, what else we got, Pav? What am I missing here? Twitter.tv slash ogr.show. You can vote in our poll. Um, uh, that's about it. Keep an eye out for TikToks and shit during the week. Um, OGR cookies coming soon, um, probably. Um, we'll announce that on Twitter.tv. Um, they're going. We're going to be selling for twenty nine USD. So, Caps sorry, cookies. Mate. Yeah, pretty excellent. Um, all right, that's it from us. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you.